Hey Eagles fans, this is Mike K from NJ Advanced Media, and welcome to the No Huddle Show podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Philadelphia Eagles. You can read our content on nj.com slash eagles, bookmark that, and you can subscribe to our exclusive Eagles Insider Tech Service, where we'll break news, give you insider observations, and provide in-depth analysis. Through Eagles Extra, you can send questions and comments directly to us, and we'll respond to your phone. With me today, as always, is my fellow Eagles beat reporter, Chris Franklin. Today, we're going to discuss the QB position, Carson Wentz's future, and Jalen Hurts' outlook after his performance against the Packers. Chris, how are you today? I'm still a guest after everything that's going on. I mean, if you told me that we would be at this point in the season, during training camp, that we'd be talking about potential quarterback controversy, I'm still wrapping my head around that. How are you doing? Well, full disclosure, uh, loyal No Huddle Show podcast listeners, uh, I just didn't think it made a lot of sense to cover this loss against the Packers outside of one major, you know, shift in the dynamic of this team. I mean, you know, right off the bat, uh, you know, I think the biggest takeaways in this game are real cl- real, real quick, uh, the kicker's continuing to struggle. Jalen Rager is a legit punt returner. Uh, The defense isn't very good. And the offense is putrid. And really, we've talked about these same issues like over and over and over again. And so while we can add a little bit more clarity in each, you know, mishap or, or shortcoming, really what's at the center of this discussion with the Eagles and what's at the center of the city of Philadelphia and what's on people's minds is the quarterback position. Right. And so we wanted to wait until a decision was made on the starting quarterback for the saints game in week 14. We just got out of the Doug Peterson zoom call. That decision has not been made public yet. It has not been, as far as we know, been given to the quarterbacks. It is Monday at 1 p.m. Uh, but we didn't want to leave you hanging. We wanted to record a podcast, get this out there. Um, if a change is made, Chris and I will probably go back to the well, and maybe you'll get some extra podcast action this week. Uh, that said, Chris, it's time to talk quarterback. Uh, we'll close out the show, uh, just to let you know. We'll close out the show talking a little bit uh, more about Jalen Rager. We'll talk a little bit about Travis Fulgham, Alshon Jeffrey, the wide receivers, the offensive line, all that. But really, we didn't want to bury the lead here. This full transparency, the quarterback position is what stirs the drink uh, for this organization. And frankly, it's going. the next four weeks are probably going to determine where Doug Peterson's at, where Howie Roseman's at, and where Carson Wentz is at uh, this offseason. So let's get right into it, okay? There's a mess at the quarterback position, and this is a self-inflicted mess. With with their second pick in April's draft, the Eagles selected Jalen Hurts. It was obviously universally panned by media and fans alike. Uh, I still think it was a terrible decision. What says you, Chris? I mean, I agree with you. I still think there were a lot of needs, especially when it came to the secondary and the depth you had at the offensive line position. So I'm still... Trying, I was still even as weeks passed by, I was trying to wrap my head around why they would select a quarterback. And as much as Doug Peterson says that he's on board with it and everybody's on board with it, they may have just ruined their quote unquote franchise quarterback. 
I mean, you're supposed to have the position. You're supposed to have the fortitude to know that you're going to be the guy and you're the one that can, it doesn't matter what's in, stand, in front of your way, you're the leader. You're going to be able to do your best job when you're under center, but there may be something behind there. Like he know he had to continually have to worry about if he messes up, he's out and worrying about why would he take a guy that high? It's almost like, is he uh, his uncle? Like, why does he like that episode of fresh Prince? Why does he love me? Uncle? Why does he love me? When he's talking about his dad left. It's almost like the Eagles, like if I'm Carson Wentz, I'm asking this franchise, why don't you love me? Why did you continually use a, use a high draft pick? And then I had to go ahead and worry about the Nick Foles stuff. It's, it's mind-boggling that they put himself in this position. I love a good Uncle Phil reference on the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, with us agreeing on that, I think we've talked about it a dozen times. Uh, let's get into what the reality of the situation is, because this is a mess. And frankly, Jalen Hurts isn't just as I move my kid's ball out of the way. It's rubber. So if you heard that, um, that's what that was. Anyway, uh, so I, I think we need to discuss where they're at, because frankly, while the second round pick was a poor decision and an, you know, an unnecessary disaster. It could also be the solution as well. Uh, Their best way of clarifying the future and avoiding future, even more monumental mistakes is by playing Jalen hurts the last four weeks of the season. You know, they're going into an off season where, the GM and head coach should both be on thin ice and they're likely to get a top 10 pick. Uh, They have to make darn sure that they do not need to draft a quarterback, even with $128 million invested into Carson Wentz, even with a second round pick invested in Jalen hurts, you have to have some sort of clarity. And the problem here is the upside of the unknown. Okay, the upside of the unknown and the reason why Carson Wentz has been looking over his shoulder all season and why fans and media have put additional pressure on him is we don't know what Jalen Hurts is at the NFL level. We just don't. He's got 15 passes to his name after he came in and played okay against the Green Bay Packers. That's quote unquote okay, according to Doug Peterson. I did a breakdown of all of his throws. You can find that on NJ.com slash Eagles. Uh, my assessment is that he looked like a rookie quarterback with upside. Um, so the Eagles are three, eight and one. They're a game and a half out of the NFC East race. The giants just beat the Seahawks. Uh, I just don't know where the upside is in playing Carson Wentz for the final month of the season except to just posture and and try to promote the fact that he's the guy still because he's been sacked 12 times or sorry he's been sacked five, 50 it would be nice if he was sacked 12 times he's been sacked 50 times in 12 games he leads the league with 15 interceptions he can't seem to trust who's out there wide receivers aren't getting open the offensive line's a mess he looks skittish in the pocket it only makes sense for all parties involved to sit and relax Wentz and let him reset and then see what you have with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Jalen Hurts isn't going to be set up to succeed either. He's going to be put behind that same porous offensive line. Yeah, he's going to be put behind. uh, He's going to have to throw to covered wide receivers. But maybe his skill set shows you that he can evade pressure like he did against the Packers. And he can do some things that make you feel good about the position, even as a top-tier backup. So you know 
if Carson Wentz struggles next year, you have a guy to turn to, or, you know, you just have to kind of ride it out. If he's amazing and they somehow make it to the playoffs for a fourth straight season and you're winning with Jalen Hurts, then you feel really good. Maybe you do whatever you can to trade Carson Wentz and get some draft compensation, get him off the books. Um, the way Jalen Hurts plays over the next four weeks, if he is in, in fact promoted to the starting quarterback, can change the trajectory of this franchise for better or worse. But inevitably, it's going to provide some clarity. Chris, where are you at with this decision? Do you think benching Carson Wentz is the right move with four games remaining in the season? Here's where I'm at is, and this is going to sound, go against our, oh, some things you said. I'm playing him for the first half of next week. If he goes ahead and he continues and he struggles once again after all this stuff, I'm yanking him and Hurts has it the rest of the way. I think this was a I think it was a good wake up call. I think he needed to see this, hey, you know what? Every this whole entire year, like the last especially the last few weeks have been preaching, hey, you know what? We we as players need to be accountable. We need to go ahead and there needs to be some stuff done if players aren't playing well. Well, it happened and he's finally been yanked and that's good. Now the only the other thing reason why I'm kind of waiting a little bit, not not necessarily I'm going to bench, I'm not going to put Hurts in and say he's not seeing time again. I'm worried about placing him behind this shell of an offensive line at times, this porous offensive line, and that way you ruin the kid before you know, and then like before ruining the kid and he gets shell shocked. So then you really have two quarterbacks that you're down, and then I'm looking at the draft class, the upcoming draft class that's coming up. The Eagles aren't going to be bad enough to get the number one pick. I have my own questions about Justin Fields, and and just just look at the rest of the class. And and during a pandemic, you don't, the little intangibles you you don't pick up when you get to go around the campuses. You don't get to go ahead and know some of these intricate stuff when you're talking teammates and everything else. You don't learn this stuff. You can't get as close as you used to. So there's no guarantee when it comes to draft. If you have a sixth or seventh pick in the draft, no guarantee that the guy you draft is going to be what it turns out to be. So it's there's so much stuff in here. I think you just have to – you go with Wentz one half and say, you know what, this is it. If not, see you later. You just wait till next year and, and you're shelved. That, that's where I'm at. But where, what does that accomplish? Like, they're not winning the division. They're not a good team. They're playing a team that is playing very well that's won three straight games without Drew Brees to the point where you're kind of like, well, they won with Teddy Bridgewater. They won with – Taysom Hill maybe it's Sean Payton and not Drew Brees that is the biggest threat to opposing teams um I just I just think the comfort level is there against the Saints you're gonna be at home you can give him a week of practice if you're gonna take the band-aid off do it now and maybe you say it's just for one game and we'll see where it goes from here and that's fine but I don't see what you're getting out of car. What are you going to discover in two quarters of football that you haven't seen for the first 12 games of the season? Well, I also want to see how he responds back to even more adversity being benched. And the other thing I also want to do is I'm saving, I might be sacrificing Carson Wentz to save Jalen Hurts a little bit. Cause I just have this bad image of Cameron Jordan come around the end. And next thing you know, the wrong hit, he, he's hit the wrong way. And next, you know, he's just kind of broken and, and I don't want to see that. It's so you want to you want to protect your your cheap second round quarterback over the guy who's had several injury major injuries 
who could either be still be your franchise quarterback or be a trade asset or could be an absolute burden of a sunk cost with another major injury behind a terrible offensive line playing meaningless football. I just think you're not going to, I think when you just looking at what you possibly could get with for wins right now, especially with that contract, I don't think you'll get that much back in. Do you have, do you have faith in when you're, you say you're getting the draft compensation back? Do you have faith that this front office that's out there right now are going to make the right decisions in order to go ahead and you do and use those draft picks well enough to go ahead and help your team out. Well, if you're the owner, Jeffrey Lurie, that's what you have to determine. And I think that's why I'm not very big on Lurie getting involved, but from my standpoint, if I'm the owner and I'm evaluating the two guys at the top of this totem pole and Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman, I want to see if this is just Wentz. I want to see if Wentz is the reason why this offense is stumbling because frankly, Wentz struggling helps Howie Roseman. It helps Doug Peterson if if Hertz plays well. It shows that he's still a quarterback developer. He didn't doesn't just need to work with premium talent. Carson Wentz is unquestionably the better player, but is he the better fit? And that's what the question that's the question that needs to be answered. It is completely there for the taking. Uh, look, let's not sugarcoat this. Hertz was playing prevent defense. Uh, I think he got blitzed twice. He made some, he made a, like a trio of inaccurate throws. He made three or four really impressive downfield heaves. And then he made a bunch of rookie mistakes and he had some runs like that's not a good sample size. And if you're going to consistently make this guy a second half quarterback, I don't really know what you're getting out of him. Give him a full week of practice. You know, here, here's the thing. What if Carson Wentz plays well against the Saints? What if he plays well against the Saints and then he bombs against uh, the cow or the the Cardinals. You've wasted a game and a half of evaluation there. That's See, what I you're getting. By the time I think, by the time they get down, I, I by the time they go ahead and they play the Cowboys and Washington, I think the team's going to be out of it by then. I think there's either Washington or the Giants are going to go ahead and have this division be the inside track. It'll be apparent to that way too. That's what I would. Full head and say, hey, you know what? Jalen Hurts, this is your team. Go for it. Definitely by the Cowboys game. This is that's his team to go for it to really see that. But I think for now, it gives him more give him more reps with the ones when that happens. But I still say right now, you go ahead and just throw Carson out there. You are I'm not saying no, listen, I'm not saying this team's gonna win with Carson. I'm not saying that. But then if they're not gonna win with Carson, none of this matters. None well, of I don't this think ma- it matters right now when it comes to they're not going You've to You've already benched Carson Wentz. You've already but, benched him. That's happened. Not, You've not, already benched Carson Wentz. They're not going to win with Hurts either. I just think that, that but that's but save, that's, save Wentz for Hurts. But, that's, but Chris, that's the point. This is not about wins. This is about evaluation at this point. This team is this team is bad. What he's doing. Yeah, they're bad right now. I think you need to evaluate how Wentz is going to be able to bounce back. And you're not – because right now, if you throw Hurts in right now against the Cardinals and against the Saints right now, you know what you're going to get. It's going to be bad. It's, it's going to be extremely bad. I think it's going to be worse than what you see when you have Wentz in there. I, think I don't think it could be much worse, Chris. Like, I don't know what Oof. the – but here's the thing. You talk about Cameron Jordan coming around the edge. Cameron Jordan could kill Carson Wentz, and then you're stuck with him no matter what. And maybe he can't even play for part of the season. Like if he gets injured, you have to protect your most valued asset. And that's what Carson Wentz is. And sometimes that means you have to make big boy decisions. And that's what Howie Roseman, Jeffrey Lurie, and Doug Peterson 
are going to have to make. And Doug Peterson says, told us today that he doesn't want outside influence in, in, uh, you know, he doesn't need too much outside influence. Well, frankly, he should talk to his owner who decides on his job. Uh, and I, I, I think like when we look at this, the best interest of this team, not Carson Wentz, the best interest of this team, or at least for Howie Roseman and for Doug Peterson and for the future is to prolong their employment. That's got to be their goal. They have to do what's best for the team plus what's best for them. Uh, You know, and frankly, you're not hearing anybody come out and be like, Carson's our quarterback and crying like Terrell Owens. <laughs> wait, 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 you you don't want to see Brandon Graham with the shades on start going around going, he's my guy, You're ready to go. You don't think he's going to be doing that? But like that, <laughs> I think the team showed you what they were against the Packers. They are not a team that can, can play and beat good teams. They're just not. They haven't beat a team with a winning record all season. Well, yeah, they haven't. I mean, look, it, it, this is a situation where they play in the worst division in football. Their quarterback is playing like the worst quarterback in the league. And frankly, you're in the evaluation stage. You already saw it. They cut Will Parks. They've moved Jack Driscoll to right tackle over Matt Pryor. I would imagine that there's more changes to come. I would think that Jalen Rager becomes a permanent punt returner. I, you know, I, I just think like... You still are trotting out Alshon Jeffrey out there with his two catches for 15 yards in four games. Um, although that push off, the, the offensive pass interference penalty that he got called for was ridiculous. Uh, that said, it set up a, a beautiful throw by Hertz for a 32 yard touchdown to Greg Ward, who we have hammered on the show as not being uh, dynamic enough. And he played very, very well with Hertz in there. I think, you know, you've got to look at, you've got to evaluate everything on this roster. And until you put Jalen Hurts in there, you don't know what the quarterback position is, in my opinion. Is this on Wentz? Because frankly, I think Wentz, I'm in the in the party where I think Wentz has taken way too much heat. Yes, his performances are on him. He's not played well. But the clay, the, the clay calling, the play calling has been suspect. Throughout the season, Doug Peterson's offense is so predictable that pre-snap motion with Jalen Rager has never worked. He's not going to gain any extra attention until he's in the league for two or three years and can show that he can work behind the line of scrimmage. Um, the run They're not running the football. Like, you've got to protect Carson from Carson, and I think this is the best way to do it. I also think Jalen Hurts helps you become a run-first team. It helps you show like if you're Doug Peterson would you would you keep Doug Peterson right now <sighs> yes or no yes or no yes, it's a, yes I would okay one year yep I would one one year um does Carson Wentz have to be a starting quarterback right now no 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 no. does he have to be in your mind does he have to be the starting quarterback like does Doug have to have to stick with Carson in order to keep his job I think so they're I think they're at the hip I think they're they, like, he was supposed to be the, they're supposed to be the ones that were hey you know what we got you this, the number two pick overall we drafted this guy you develop him you're one he's the one that's supposed to lead lead him he was the one that was the one time MVP candidate he's the one that developed him it is I mean Donovan and Andy Reid we saw that thing go for a long time before we came Donovan and Vic we see uh I think that's just one of those things where a quarterback and a head coach are just going to be parallel with each other. So But when De- but when Donovan regressed, they cut bait. 
Kevin Cobb. Ugh, I'm sorry. I'm still never agree with that pick to begin with. Yeah, that was a bad. <laughs> but but it's look, it's a similar situation, right? I mean, Donovan's a little bit old. Was a little bit older and had had been through stuff and was actually significantly more accomplished than Carson Wentz. But like when you look at the dynamics of this team, they they talk about a QB factory. They talk about developing quarterbacks. They've had the same guy here for four years who's been a third-string quarterback in Nate Sudfeld. Man, it'd be nice to hear from him one day. Uh, <laughs> like, Chris, like, that's the that's the, that's the where this team is at right now. Like, if he can't – look, I, I've said this before. Howie Roseman went out and bought a premium insurance policy for Carson Wentz this, this offseason. Whether Doug Peterson was in on it or not, Jeffrey Lurie almost certainly was. You don't draft a quarterback without getting the okay that high without getting the okay from Lurie. That is a fact. If I'm evaluating Doug Peterson and I'm seeing Carson Wentz just lead one scoring drive for three yards based off scripted plays and is terrible otherwise, I'm saying why isn't Doug cashing in on this insurance policy? And look. Uh-oh. I I'll think Carson Wentz. I think I think Carson Wentz is redeemable. Don't get me wrong. I think Carson Wentz is absolutely redeemable. I think they can absolutely salvage his career. I don't know if it's with Doug Peterson. I don't know if it's with this current iteration of coaching staff. But I do. I've seen enough from Doug from Carson Wentz to think that he can play at a uh, high above average level. I'm not I don't I don't think he's ever going to be in that top 10 quarterback discussion again, but I do think that he can be a top 12 top 15 quarterback in the right offense with the right situation. I but when, you you, meant, you mentioned it earlier. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but No, go you for mentioned it. it earlier when it comes to those fifth when it comes to those after those scripted plays. Don't you think that has to do more with who's calling the plays if it's pressed it they how much input, how much did Press Taylor, how much did Scangarella, how much did Morningwig, how many plays were they a part of that 15, those first 15 plays? Because we saw when they came out, Leslie, they look like they came out like gangbusters. They looked great. They were decisive. After that, the offense was listless. And I don't know how much it didn't go that tempo that much. So I don't know how much you can put on Wentz for that. That's what I'm I, saying. That's and, what I'm but, saying. At the same at the same time, I really want to know, like, I don't think they'll be able to develop. Like even it doesn't matter how it is until they get an actual offensive coordinator in here to go ahead and take over the play calling to go ahead and actually set up and run his offense the way he wants to. That's the only way I can do it. I mean, I, well I don't then, think Chris, to Childress, but I don't well, think Childress is coming back. But yeah. <laughs> well then, well then, Christopher. Oh whoa whoa whoa. Well I'm then, oh, well then, Christopher. That's why you play Jalen Hurts for the rest of the season, because you've set up Carson Wentz to fail on a weekly basis. If that is your outlook, you have set... Look, if I'm Jeffrey Lurie, whether I believe in Carson Wentz or not, I'm protecting that $35.7 million cap hit, or $34.7 million cap hit for next year. I don't want that dude sitting on the sideline getting paid $35 million. Uh, I know his history of injuries. That body has taken a beating this year and has proven to be fragile in the past from a cost effective standpoint. I know I'm not winning the division. And if I do win the division, it's a paper title and it's a cool banner that you can show to your, your, your other owner friends. But really it's like one of those uh, really fancy placemats that your uh, centerpieces that you put in the middle of the table <laughs> at the dinner table 
and everybody's like, wow, you found a new way to use acorns. Cool for you. <laughs> like, it, like to me, look, like if you look at the reason why the Eagles lost this game against the Packers, I, I wrote that this, the, that the laundry list of guilty parties is like a, is like the shopping list for a, you know, a, a, a dinner party that you would never want to attend, let alone host. And like, I just think this team is broken. It's not just Carson Wentz. Like, I, I want to get that point across. Like, this is not – you aren't – unfortunately, Carson Wentz has to be the, the public scapegoat. But, like, really, he's the only one that's changeable right now. You're not going to fire a Super Bowl winning head coach in the middle of a season. I don't think Jim Schwartz has been bad enough to fire him midseason. Um, you're not going to fire Dave Fitt because why? And, like, you're not going to fire a position coach. Carson Wentz is the only uh, face on the monument that can be that can be taken off right now at this point. You're not going to fire Howie Roseman. That All those decisions are going to come after this month. The one decision you can make that is, you know, that can affect your, the outcome of this offseason is by benching Carson Wentz. For his own sake, for Doug's sake, for Howie's sake, for Lurie's sake, really – you know, Carson needs to bite the bullet. And here's the thing. If he does, just because you bench Jalen, benched him for Jalen Hurts doesn't mean he can't return to the starting lineup. You're preserving him like he's Captain America and hoping that when he comes out of the Biofrost or whatever the heck that was, he can, you know, run through New York City barefoot and 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 look very confused and talk to Nick Fury. Sorry you if you're not an adventurer. You were listening to the Marvel podcast today, weren't you? No, I was the other day. But, <laughs> um, look, my where I where where I sit, it, the best thing from a cost analysis standpoint is to play Jalen Hurts. One, you don't want to be Carson. You don't want Carson to turn into Carson Hurts by taking a bad hit. Yes, I said that right. It was a play on words. Um, wow, my voice cracked. Uh, it's sorry. I was up to like four in the morning last night, but, um, so I'm tired, but I'm trying to bring the energy. I've had two cups of coffee. Uh, Chris, like to me, you know, we saw how Jalen Rager responded to when Jalen hurts came in there. They finally tossed a deep ball to him for the first time since week one, he caught a 34 yard pass. Hurts put it in perfect position for Rager to put his outstretched arms uh, he made Greg Ward look like a, a guy who could catch a pass more than four yards in front of him. Uh, like even Zach Ertz looked like he was set up to succeed. Now they were playing prevent coverage. And so that's a little bit murky. And that's why you want to see what happens when he gets a week to practice and whatever. Look, if he bombs against the saints, you can always go back to Carson Wentz. If this, if they were in the middle of a play, like a hardcore playoff push, they couldn't go back to Wentz. But right now they're, they're losing and they look awful and they're looking for, I put, I said this on Twitter. If you've banged your head against the wall for 11 times, at some point you're going to look for, for some pain relief. And that's kind of what hurts is for better or worse. You thought well enough of him to draft him in the second round this year. You need to get some return on investment and having him play sporadically and unevenly and not even appear in the first half for, for weeks on end, like, isn't it? Um, I thought he threw the ball. Okay. Look, I don't think the arm strength is there. I don't think his vision is particularly great, but he played without fear. And that's kind of what you want at this point. You want some upside for the rest of the team. You know, the defense goes up against him on scout team every single week. Um, he's got good relationships with guys in there in the locker room. And I just think like, if you, 
if you're going, if you want to race, I asked Carson Wentz after the game, if you want to, if you're so big on accountability, don't you think benching somebody who's struggling and taking away play calling from, from a play caller who's struggling is the right move? And he was like, that was a direct quote. I can quote you on that. But Chris, like, I feel like I'm spinning my wheels here. Like, I just like, I'm not trying to convince you that this is the right move. I like, I wholeheartedly believe that this is the only move. Because frankly, Carson Wentz is taking, I think he's taken 10 straight, 10 straight games or something like that. Something ridiculous of three sacks or more. Like you cannot sustain your health, especially as a guy who's been considered as oft injured when you play like that. And frankly, he looks lost in the pocket. Uh, he looked that way on several occasions yesterday, even with the offense. And then the offensive line is struggling, especially up the middle, which is not very helpful. I thought, Driscoll and Melata both played pretty well, but like the interior offensive line was not good. And I just don't see a reason to put like, you know, like, you know, when people like go in like the shark cage, I just don't see a point of putting a guy in a shark cage with several holes in it, especially a high valued asset or somebody I care about. And there is emotional investment in Carson Wentz, all the more reason to pull him. And while he won't admit it publicly, and he probably won't even admit it to himself, giving himself some pause and allowing him to recuperate and and hide from some of those in you know hits and and just like rest is probably the best way to go into the season. He knows what he needs to do. He knows that he's not the guy. Nothing's going to be handed to him. You know what you you've seen what Jalen Hurts brings to the table now, and you can say, look, if there's a QB competition, if you're a true competitor you're going to bring the heat. Like we, there's this whole thing in, in football, especially with quarterbacks and with Carson Wentz in particular, that he's a competitor and he's never lost his confidence. And he's, it, he believes in himself and he believes in, in God's plan and the Eagles plan. Cool. Well, if that plan is for him to sit for four games and, and recalibrate and just figure out what's going on, then that's the right move for everybody involved. Because frankly, I don't know how you can, evaluate Doug Peterson with Carson Wentz, at least positively with Carson Wentz as your only example of quarterback play. I also don't know how you can fully evaluate Howie Roseman when you don't really understand the depths of, of his investment in the offensive line with all these injuries and, and, and these wide receivers and, and stuff like that with Carson Wentz, because he's not making the most of those opportunities. He's not throwing to guys who are contested, which in turn kind of dilutes the point of playmaking weapons. He's not using, you know, Doug Peterson isn't using the running game to aid Carson Wentz. Like you need to see a change. And Jalen Hurts brings change in a lot of different directions, especially if you're gaming game planning for him in particular. I just think he brings out more opportunity for everybody else involved from, from GM to head coach, to the running backs, to uh, the receivers, to everything, whether that's, you know, going to salvage their season or not, whatever, but it can at least provide clarity to a situation that has become an utter mess that is completely on the front office and the head coaching and the coaching staff for the way they've dealt with this situation. And the only way to get out of it is to learn what you have in the disaster that you've created. You know, when you have a needle, you just want to poke somebody with it. Here it comes. Do you think, uh, I want to act like it's a prosecutor. Do you think that Carson Wentz is put in his position to fail? Yes. 
Do you think that when you're a veteran, uh, when you're a veteran quarterback, you have a bit more of a chance to overcome something uh, more adversity as opposed to a rookie? Yes. By law, um, your honor, I would like to go ahead and use this thing. If Carson Wentz, a five-year veteran who's been in the league, who's played at a high level before, is not put in a position to fail, you're throwing in a guy who has less than fifty snaps. Oh no! No, sorry, I take that back. Who is not? Who has not played? Started a game yet this year? You're going to throw him into this system. You're going to throw him in the same as bad situation that is. You don't know if you have. You don't know who your right guard is going to be because it could be Peters with that toe, or it could be Herbig. You you, you said earlier that you had the issues going up in the middle of that line. Your receivers are not consistently getting open. The Packers were playing that cover three that was giving them space as well too, and sometimes cover four and just. Give, eating up chunks of the yard. So not only do you have that, and he's also throwing off his back foot. I know I keep saying this over and over again, but he did it again. He throws off his back foot way too much, and he can't. that's why he's not able to drive the ball and get the ball downfield with that good snap. He's lofting stuff over time, and it's, it's going to catch up to him. Yeah, with yeah, all that, 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 that one pass, to, that one pass yeah. to Greg Ward where it yeah. pushed him out of bounds. Yeah, it was a rough throw. Yeah. Yep. Go with ahead, all sorry. That, no, you're good. With all of that, all of that situation, you're willing to just throw away possibly ruining a second round pick to save Carson Wentz for a little bit. Just let Wentz go ahead and work things out. That's just where I'm set. And my, the defense my, rests. My rebuttal to that is what if Wentz got injured on the first play of the game? You're, it's the same situation. You're, you've got him in the same situation. I don't think – look, I, I think like if this was week eight, that's a really fair argument, but right now you just need to see something. Look, he's been out there. You put him out there against the Packers. Like I, this isn't like he's going on an ops, like like an obstacle court. It's football, you know, and the NFL is harder, but like, he's only going to have those 50 snaps as long as you keep him on the bench. Right. When's he going to learn? You know, the guys aren't always going to have that ideal, you know, situation like they're not always going to have a top five offensive line they're not always going to have you know top playmakers welcome to the nfl that's the that's the the you know reality of the situation and and you know if i'm the leadership of this this franchise i realize that this is a tipping point for this team next year the cap is going to be a disaster um, the only way to salvage it is by making the most of the quarterbacks that you have or realizing you're punting for the next two seasons. And so you have to see what you have in Jalen Hurts because in order to reward Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz in the offseason with a top six pick at wide re- a wide receiver in a, in, within the top six or an offensive lineman within the top six, you need to know that the quarterback position is taken care of because this team rarely picks within the top 10. And when they do, they've hit. Carson Wentz, Lane Johnson, um, Donovan McNabb, like they're not used to having top five picks, top 10 picks. And so they better be darn sure that they don't need another quarterback or that they do need another quarterback if this plays out this way. I just think Jalen Hurts is not a he's not a magic wand but he can provide a lot more clarity going in the offseason regarding Howie Roseman, Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz than anyone really wants to admit uh especially internally because look if I'm Jeffrey Lurie I'm very curious I want to know how good my quarterback developer is I want to know how good my GM is at at 
um, evaluating talent. I want to know just how bad my roster is. I want to know that my first round pick can make plays and it's not the franchise quarterback that's holding him back. And there aren't chemistry issues like there've been with Alshon Jeffrey or Nelson Aguilar or whomever. I want to know what I have going on here. Why else bring back guys like Zach Ertz and, and um, uh, you know, Jason Peters from injured reserve. This is a time to evaluate. And I, I just think, you know, Carson's struggling. Sure. But what is he bringing to the table that a, another player, especially one as athletically gifted as Jalen hurts can't do like I, I, I they scored three points they were down by 20 they were down 23 to three midway through the third quarter like Jalen Hurts can put up a, a a field goal drive he can lead a field goal drive like I just don't know what worse things you're gonna see okay a fumble here a fumble there well guess what Carson Wentz already leads the league in turnovers uh is he gonna take a bunch of unnecessary sacks well Carson Wentz leads the league in sacks like there's no downside in my opinion if hurts bombs you know that he's a backup and that's what he is and maybe you say look howie you made the wrong evaluation here and this kid clearly is just a backup talent and so we're going to move in another direction or you could say look doug you've had a a while to work with this guy you can't really use the coronavirus as a complete excuse i thought you were a qb developer i thought you were an offensive guru both your quarterbacks aren't very good um I just think there's a lot to play into the evaluation standpoint here. And when we look at this Packers game, it's hard to justify comparing Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts, right? Jalen Hurts is a rookie uh, who, you know, up until his, his one year at Oklahoma really wasn't viewed by the NFL as a quarterback, but he improved mightily. And here he is. And then you've got a fifth year quarterback who was an MVP candidate in 2017 played a hell of a final stretch last season will a bad team uh you know to to a playoff berth in a division title and i just i think there's so many there's so many more questions than answers here that putting jalen hurts out there allows you to kind of see you know carmen san diego this this situation um Real quick, with our final thoughts, let's talk about our other takeaways from the Packers game. What do you got? Well, I thought that the uh, that stretch of having uh, tough receivers going against with Slay is uh, showed off again. I think he 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 contested a, a bunch of a uh, bunch of those passes against Devonta Adams, but it, it, it's still rough again. And Jake Elliott again misses another extra point that while the team has momentum, he's really uh, he's just. Basically, he's flat out been bad this year. I'm sorry. I don't care if he's made so many field goals within within 50 yards. He's just been a big disappointment. And it looks very questionable when they signed this, that, that contract extension last year. It, it's, it's just really, really bad. When it, it just looks really bad at the timing that the Eagles signed him to that. But th- those are the two other main takeaways. What other things did you take away from yesterday? Look, I think Jalen Rager is a talented player. I just think you have to scheme him properly. And I think you need, look, some guys don't have great starts to their career. And then finish, like, this isn't a J.J. or single Whiteside situation. This is a kid who missed four games or five games due to a, uh, a broken thumb and some bad luck. 
you know, he's only punted to seven times uh, in seven games. And one of them, he just returned for a 73-yard touchdown. He showed everything that you like about him as a prospect. He's fast. He's patient. He has great balance. He's got good vision with the ball in his hands. Uh, I thought he showed good speed on that go route that he caught a 34-yard pass off of Hertz from. They need to give him both catches. That's what he is. He's a tougher version of of he's he's Jeremy Macklin essentially, uh, but I think he has higher upside. Um, and you know, this is it. you bring up uh, Jake Elliott. Yeah, that's looking pretty rough right now. The one guy who I think uh, of the the one guy of the specialist who doesn't have an extension is Cam Johnston, and I actually think he's had a significantly better year than than his counterpart at kicker. Um, even though he struggled a little bit as of late. Um, I, I just, this team is a bad team. They, they're not built well. Uh, there's a lot of injuries and now they've gotten guys back and it's still not helping. It's just proving more and more that this is not a very good roster. Um, while I'm more pro Howie Roseman than most uh, of, of the media, as far as I, I put a lot of respect on the Super Bowl. I also put a lot of respect on the fact that He's lived through three rebuilding processes and built the team back up to a playoff contender or a Super Bowl contender every single time. But yeah, it's tough to feel confident if you're him right now, given the results. I think Doug Peterson's play calling has been so unimaginative that uh, the Packers really exposed them in a lot of ways once the script was thrown out the door. Um, And that script only led to a field goal. Um, I think Jim Schwartz is... I think he's a league average defensive coordinator and that's why he takes so much flack because it's so easy to point out when his, his unit makes mistakes. But with that all said, remember you can uh, sign up for Eagles extra on nj.com slash text. You can download the no huddle show podcast uh, wherever podcasts are downloaded or wherever you download podcasts. Um, Well, that was an ESPN alert. Sorry about that. Um, (laughs) For Chris, I'm Mike. Jalen Hart should be starting the final four weeks of the season. Thanks for listening to the No Huddle Show podcast. We'll talk to you soon. 